Thank you for tuning in to There's Power to Live with Prophetess Valencia B. Luckett, a radio broadcast designed to encourage, empower, and equip you to live your God-purpose life. Join the host, Prophetess Luckett, author of Moments by the Brook, who will speak the truth in love and guide you to your life-changing breakthrough. And remember, there's power to live. Facebook Live, we welcome you. Oh my goodness. Well, of course I didn't just come on the radio to chit-chat. Amen. But we did come to talk today. Today I want to talk to you about the manifestation of faith. Oh my goodness. What does it look like when your faith is ready and set? to manifest what does it take have have you ever been in a place believer where you prayed and you said god i've been praying i've been praying and you're constantly praying but you're asking god where is the manifestation of what i prayed where's the manifestation of this thing how can i find this lord how can I find it? How, how is my answer going to come? Well, I'm glad you asked today because I know that as believers, we are constantly in the need of prayer. We're always standing in prayer. And sometimes we get to the point where we're like, Lord, listen, I prayed. I believed you. I fasted. I, I did all these things. And God is saying, I know you did. And I I came today to tell you that he heard you. And and how do we know that God heard us? He said it's just like what we call the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. There's testimonies that God heard you. There's proof that God heard you. It's in the word. But I want to give it to you in a way that God shared with me. Because it, it was so amazing and so awesome. He said, listen, manifested faith has to be not only spoken in the atmosphere but it has to be released from heaven but once it's been released from heaven there's another step that we have to take as believers we have to receive it and i know sometimes we think because we don't have it tangibly in our hand that we're still praying about it. but there's a point that you shift from praying to listening and then to receiving And what God did with me today, he said, listen, I'm going to give you three examples of faith. Faith, manifested faith. Three people in the word that you may not even think is being even connected, but it was so powerful. He said, tell them about Abraham today. Talk to them about John the Baptist and talk to them about the woman at the well. Those three had examples of faith. Oh my goodness, they had examples of manifested faith. And you say, what what was it with Abram? What was the deal with Abram in his faith? Why, Why did God choose him as an example? And he was called the father of faith. Well, it's very clear. Abraham had a faith that he had to move from unfamiliar into unfamiliar territory from a familiar place in a familiar mindset and if you just bear with me i tell you listen abraham had what i call foundational faith somebody hashtag that in your there's a foundation to manifest faith there has to be foundation 
and in all these three people you're gonna see that there's a combination if you would a recipe for manifested faith because sometimes we show up and we like i got the faith i believed i jumped i shouted i prayed i, I got prayer in agreement I, I read the word i walk the word out and believe it. you should do those things but there's another component to faith there's another component and god really wants you to get the answer to what you've been praying, what you've been seeking, what you've been asking God, what you've been believing God for. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be easy because whenever there's something that's manifesting from heaven, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. That means there is always going to be something that's going to be coming against the kingdom, against the government of God, against the established order of God, against the established order of God or the mantle on your life or the the generational bless there's always going to be something but here's the deal let's talk about abraham first what what is this foundational faith that god was talking about abraham had foundational faith he had a faith that he had to go from something unlikely unheard of he's having a conversation with a god he didn't even know but in that conversation, it was some key things that led to the manifestation of the promise that God made him. God told him, he said, get thee out of thy father's country in Genesis 12. He said, get, you got to go from this familiar place. Saints, when we're believing God for the manifestation of our faith, there's some familiar things we have to be willing to disconnect from. And watch this, the familiar thing, because sometimes we like to put it off. I know a lot of times we see people saying, well, you gotta leave people alone. And you, I'm not talking about that today. Today, I'm gonna deal with us as Christians. I'm gonna deal with the inner man, because I think it's important that we start dealing with the things inside of ourselves first, and then we can go out and share and do and impart in other places. But let's deal with us and God, that one-on-one, -on -one, because that's where Abram was. He was in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God in Genesis 12, and God was letting him know. I I'm going to turn to the scripture right now because I, I thought this was so powerful. God was letting Abram know. He said, listen. He said, Abram, get thee out of thy father's country. What was God saying? What was he saying about manifested faith? He said, listen, I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. I'm going to change your status. I'm going to change how you view things. I'm going to change how you're viewed by people around you, even those of your own household. He said, but I've got to lay a foundation. Whenever God is calling you to a place of faith, don't be afraid of the processing that you have to go through because there has to be a new foundation laid. If God is taking you into another realm of faith, into another realm of miracles, and to another realm of the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost, into another realm of wisdom, into another realm of endurance and patience, there must be a new foundation list. So do not be afraid when God says to you, like he said to Abram, Abram, get thee out of the familiar place. Get thee out of the place that you were birthed in in the flesh. And now I need you to move into a supernatural place. I need you to move into a spiritual place. So God always lays a foundation when he's calling you into a manifested faith or into an answer to what you've been believing him for. So 
don't get caught up on the processing to where you start abandoning the promise of God. Abraham had to go through a founda a new foundation being laid. And if you know anything about foundations, you can't just go and pull it up. You have to crack it up. You have to break it up. You have to shatter it. And sometimes when we're going through processing with God, we get afraid because God has shattered the old man. But the Bible tells us that the old man has passed away. When, when we're in Christ, the old man passes away. So we can't just think that the old man passes away in one arena. And then we still hold on to the baggage or to the characteristics that are attached to that old thing. God said, no, when I call a new thing, I call it new completely. So Abraham was an example that our manifested faith has to come from a foundation. And so then he says here, he says, listen. When you have foundational faith, when, when God calls you as a pillar of faith, I, I'm talking to some faith walkers today. When God calls you as a forerunner, a, a forefront player on the team in the kingdom, when he calls you to the front as a servant he says listen there's some things that you may have to go through and deal with that some other folk may not even understand okay sarah god told abram he was going to give him a son i'm still talking about foundational faith in relationship to manifestation sarah was in abram's house but Abram had to have enough faith to understand that because this is a new foundation, the person that is laying the foundation is the one that has the instruction on how it's going to be set and how it has to be caregiven for and stewarded over and how it's going to go. So what I'm trying to tell you is that when God is laying something new and foundational in your life, you're going to have some things around you that may never understand or be able to relate to what God is doing inside of you. When God had the conversation with Abram, he was really speaking to the inner man and he was saying, I know in the natural, it looks like you cannot have a child. You will not have a seed. It looks like there'll be no generation to follow you. And then they, he still, he couldn't just dismiss Sarah so Sarah was still there and sometimes when God calls you to this manifested level of faith to this faith that is supernatural you've got to understand everybody is not going to see it like you see it everybody won't hear it like you hear it but everybody can have the opportunity to experience you allowing God to bring you to the supernatural level of faith to where it's something that is manifested because Sarah did not believe but in the end she believed it through the processing of Abram into becoming Abraham and through him not giving up and through him not quitting and through him continuing to conversate with God and have relationship an intimate relationship with the Lord by way of covenant his household got changed his household faith change when God is doing something in you and he's telling you that I need you to have supernatural faith it's not just about you it's about those around you it's about the kingdom purpose overall because the kingdom purpose in Abraham was that Isaac had to be born because out of Isaac came Jacob and Esau and out of Jacob Jacob was turned 
his name was changed into Israel and out of Israel came the 12 tribes came the order of God so God had to deal with a foundation to build on oh my goodness Sarah and then Abraham had to deal with Hagar's situations he had to deal with Ishmael's believer when God is telling you that your faith has to come to a place where things begin to manifest out of it you cannot fall apart because you take a wrong turn or you made a wrong decision what has to happen is that you have to believe God by faith that he will preserve the good work that he started into you the Bible says that he that started a good working you will finish it until the day so we have to not get caught up in the place of our mistakes don't let your mistake and your mishap be your misfire oh my goodness don't cease fire on your faith because you messed up don't don't cease to continue to confess the word of God over your seed because it looks like they're not going in the right I'm talking foundational faith that's going to manifest problems there's a foundational type faith that's rooted in strong and it comes out of a place of unfamiliarity and moving into a place where you become covenantly familiar with God that's Abraham and I said we were going to talk about John the Baptist oh my goodness I, I like this manifested faith does exist God does answer prayer that's for somebody because somebody's saying God I've been praying I've been praying I've been praying but I don't see no manifestation I've been fasting I don't lost about 30 pounds but I don't see any manifestation well I came today to let you know that manifested faith does exist but there's some key components in between the man be, be right by the promise and unto the manifestation there's some processing that takes place there's some things god has to put in and take out but you will get to the promise oh my goodness let's look at john the baptist if you have your bible you can turn to matthew 3 oh my goodness thank you holy ghost the gospel of saint matthew this is just the introduction to the ministry of john the baptist John the Baptist was a forerunner. He was a forerunner. He ran with the message of the coming of Jesus Christ. And believe me, when you have a forerunner's faith and a forerunner assignment, you have to understand that there's another realm of faith that is downright prophetic. That's what's going on with John the Baptist's faith. John the Baptist represented a prophetic type of faith in God. Oh my goodness. Oh, what does that mean? That means he was crying out and sparing not the word of God. He was crying out and sparing not the heart of God. Now you say, what does that have to do with my faith? Believer, your love for God and your obedience to God has everything to do with manifested faith. Because if you're not loving God and your heart is not filled with the love of God, your heart is not filled with the passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ, and your heart is not filled with love for one another, or if you don't have the obedience that's attached to the love, because really the Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, then you obey my commandment. So then here you have John the Baptist, his faith. 
was pro it was prophetically in place okay so when god is telling you to have faith there's a pro a prophetic aspect to that faith and john the baptist represented that because what he was doing he was declaring forward he was speaking forward he was really paying it forward for those that were in sin he said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand see when you get into the place of believing god for manifested faith you're not always going to get a brand new word from god you may get one word from god repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand and every time you're prophetically declaring that in your atmosphere you're calling forth the hand of god you're calling out to legions of demonic forces and commanding them to flee oh my goodness you got to understand that there's a prophetic nature to manifest in faith there's a prophetic nature to confessing the word of god there's a prophetic nature to being a forerunner for god and it has everything to do with faith you can't be a forerunner for god if you don't understand faith oh my goodness and if you don't believe that faith manifests john the baptist was a perfect example of having believed that God was sending salvation but he himself never experienced salvation while he was declaring it. I'm going to say that again it's some things you're going to have to confess to and cry out and spare not and you're going to have to preach and you're going to have to lay hands and you're going to have to call it forth in someone else's life but you're saying God but I didn't receive the answer to the prayer that I prayed last Monday I didn't receive the breakthrough that I believed I was going to get when I said it but God I've got to provide prophetically have the mindset that there is a part of manifested faith that is directly prophetic look at john the baptist he kept saying repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand john the baptist was not in the place of heaven he was standing in the earth realm and he was declaring forth the hand of god he was declaring forth the heart of god he was prophesying that salvation was coming unto the nations he was prophesying that the messiah was coming and how many times do we get in that place as faith walkers if we just be transparent God is telling us to say that the Messiah is coming but we think that we have to keep speaking to the mess that's around us but I came today to tell you don't think that just because you confess the mess over and over and you tell the mess to flee and you tell the mess to go that that's really going to bring a manifestation to deliverance John the Baptist message said repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand he continued to say that everywhere he went but in the same breath this is the manifestation portion in the same breath as though he was even though he was saying repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand john the baptist was working the work he was working a work that was duly noted and equivalent to the message that he was preaching what are you saying pastor v i'm telling you don't have one rehearse message and then you do a reverse operation oh my goodness you can't rehearse the message of heaven and have a reverse operation i can't tell you that i believe that i can lay hands on the sick and see them heal but then when i go to lay hands on the sick i'm filled with doubt and i'm putting off doubt my message and my move got to be equivalent in this season if you're going to see the manifestation of your faith believer the message that your confession from the word of god has to match up with the move that you're making in the earth realm oh my 
my goodness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am telling you, John the Baptist represented the very prophetic nature of God. And the there is an essence of prophecy in faith. You cannot believe that Jesus Christ is Lord except by way of the Holy Spirit. When Peter confessed, Christ asked, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Peter, Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but the Holy Spirit revealed it to you. Your faith to believe that the Holy Spirit that he spoke of even existed had to be in play. Believer, what is it that God has asked you to continue to confess? prophetically in the atmosphere even though you can't see it in the natural you're operating in what God said not what you see you've got to operate in what the word said not what you want to do you've got to operate from the place of a prophetic type faith oh my goodness faith does manifest tell somebody my faith is manifesting there are things that are directly connected to my purpose that are manifested not by the faith that 800 other people have but the faith that God placed in me the seed of faith that he's watered that he's increased he's tilled the soil he, he's labored with he I said it earlier with Abraham there has to be a foundation there has to be a working a tilling of the soil if you will and then there has to be nurturing how do I nurture my faith how do I nurture the promise that God spoke to me I've got to continuously not only speak the word I can't speak what I'm not willing to hear so that means I've got to sit with God John the Baptist and Jesus met in the womb that means they had conversation they will what you can't just jump up and confess something that you haven't heard oh my goodness I've got to confess what I heard but I've got to be careful what I hear because if what I hear controls what I confess and what I confess controls what's manifested I've got to make sure that the very foundation of my hearing is Christ I've got to make sure that if I'm expecting supernatural faith then I've got to listen to supernatural language I've got to have comprehension of the supernatural if I'm going to receive the supernatural then I've got to go back to the source of the supernatural I've got to have time before God I've got to hear the voice of God I've got to know the mannerism of God I've got to know the moving of the Holy Spirit I have to be familiar in that area if I'm going to start a business and I say that I'm going to go and I'm going to sell purses then I've got to familiarize myself with everything there is about a purse I can't just show up with the manifestation but I wasn't present for the molding oh somebody's gonna get this you can't ask God for manifestation if you're not willing to be molded into the mindset or into the vessel that can even handle the weight of the processing and handle the confessing of the faith until manifestation because that's a process that's not a cakewalk that's a process so God is saying okay purse lady if you're gonna have a purse business then you got to sit yourself down and be willing to be educated and watch this I can't just learn about the purses that I want to sell I got to know the whole market God said even when you walk in the places in the fivefold of ministry or wherever you're walking in the marketplace if you're in business whatever you're doing if you're a wife you're a mother you 
still got to be well-rounded. You can't surround yourself with the same thing because all you're going to be doing is duplicating. Oh my goodness. You'll be duplicating the same thing. But true multiplication comes from God. Somebody say, God, I want manifestation that produces multiplication. Oh, I don't need a duplication. I, I don't need the same miracle over and over and over and over again. Because the truth be told, that's not the nature of the miraculous. The nature of the miraculous is that God works one miracle that sets a fire and a blaze to everything that you're doing. Everything that needs to be changed. The man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus worked one miracle. But that one miracle changed his life. So he didn't need to keep going back to the the pool to be healed again he needed another miracle to move him to the ministry that came after the pool miracle oh my goodness somebody said my faith is manifesting it's it's manifesting but i'm understanding that i've got to be well trained well taught and disciplined I have to be disciplined. I said it earlier. If you're going to start a business, you can't just learn about the product that you're going to have. You've got to learn the full principle of business overall. Same thing with faith. You can't just learn about confessing your faith if you don't learn about the Christ that empowers you to even have the confession. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I hope you're enjoying this today. So John the Baptist had a prophetic faith in place. And listen what God said about John the Baptist's portion of faith. He said, you cannot receive the goods of faith if you won't receive the God of faith. You cannot receive the goods of the kingdom of heaven if you won't receive the God. So when John was saying, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's letting you know you're not just repenting for a one-time occurrence. You're repenting for generational blessings to take forth. You're, you're repenting that your mindset may be shifted, not just today, not just the moment, but that it will be shifted overall. My one act of repentance begins to bloom and blossom out the goods of heaven in every area of my life. So somebody say, I can't receive the goods in faith if I won't repent in faith. I can't receive because the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If I'm sowing my repentance unto the Lord and I'm, I've got to reap back what it produces. I have to receive God's love by way of faith. So faith is essential. It's necessary. But it's manner has to be learned. You have to learn the manner of a thing. You have to learn the mechanics of a thing, for lack of a better word. You have to understand that there is an essence to faith. You don't just throw faith out like a generic word. Faith is birthed in you. I, I'm sorry, but it has to be birthed. Supernatural faith is birthed. It's birthed by way of processing. It comes by way of God pruning you. It comes by way of hands-on training. And what the Lord told me to tell you, he said, what was going on with John the Baptist? He said, we have to learn as believers to be tactical. We have to learn how to understand that 
don't be so afraid when the enemy comes nigh because the enemy does tactical warfare. He touches your situations. He, he puts hands on and, and continues to cause strife and envy and foolishness and confusion. And that's his job. But God said what we have to do because the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and a violent take it by force. God is not saying become violent, but we have to understand the nature of the warfare that we fight when we're saying, God, I believe you not only for faith but I believe in the manifestation of my faith then I can't be afraid to be a tactile fighter in the spirit realm what am I saying I can't be afraid to go up into another realm of prayer I can't be afraid to not worship because everybody else in the church ain't worshiping I can't be afraid to be stereotyped as a holy roller I got to keep rolling in the holiness I can't be afraid to tell someone that Jesus Jesus loves them and he died for them and he forgave them of their sins just because nobody else won't tell them. You have to be a tactile fighter. You got to get hands on in there. And when you're believing God that your faith has the ability to manifest some things. You got to roll your sleeves up and you got to go in. Ladies, you got to pull that hat back in a ponytail and you go face down in prayer before the Lord God and you have to believe that the God that you're praying to, the God Almighty, El Elyon, He hears you and He's going to answer you and you have to pray from that mindset. You got to pray from that mannerism. Oh my goodness. And you got to be determined because sometimes the truth be told when the enemy is fighting tactile warfare, sometimes you don't have the strength to put to words what you need to say. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit make it intercession for us in utterances and moanings that maybe can't even be said. So sometimes you might get a mmm, Lord. And that's all you got in your spirit at that moment. But I declare and decree and I know by way of faith that even in those moments, God will discern the thoughts of your heart. He will become familiar with your voice and he knows your shortcomings and he knows your uprisings and you better believe that he will discern the moan he will answer he said you're fearfully and wonderfully made he said i have your tears counted in a bottle god examines them he breaks them down and he lets you know i understand that this fate walk is not easy i understand that you've been believing for the manifestation abram i understand that i met you as abram and now i'm in the process of changing your name to abraham and now you still don't have the promise but i see that you're standing and the promise shall manifest. God said I never take you through the process without keeping you covered with promises and I always get you to the purpose. I'm going to say that again. God never takes you through the process of needing to have faith and needing for faith to be developed and waiting on a manifestation. He always gives you a promise in the midst of the process to hold on and in the midst of the promise and the processing he prophesies the purpose Purpose. Somebody's going to get that. I told you John the Baptist was a prophetic level of faith. And then I said, we were talking about the woman 
at the well oh my goodness the well experience the woman at the well she didn't even know god she had an issue going on in her house and this is what god told me about the kind of faith that we see in people that have similar testimony he said there's a level of faith that's a newfound thing somebody say god will do a new thing in my faith he'll bring it forth because this woman she didn't even know who christ was she had a different background she had a different situation going on she did not know who Christ was. She didn't even really know who she was, given her answer to the fact that she had so many husbands and the one that she was with wasn't her husband. She had some issues going on. She had an identity crisis going on. And the woman at the well had what we call newfound faith. So when God is ready to manifest some things in you, the faith that you had on yesterday, it has to increase to Today, you have to trust in the brand new mercies of God. You have to trust in the tender mercies of God. I told you from Abram, you can't be afraid of a new thing that God is doing. God is birthing new things out in the believer. He's birthing new things out in your prayer life. He's birthing a new thing. Why? Because the thing, the purpose of the old thing, when it has been served, it can no longer be used. It now becomes a part of your foundation. But you can't stay at foundational faith forever. There has to be some things that are built up and blooming out of the faith that we profess. Or we're not really standing in faith. And watch this. It's not necessarily that we have to see it in our generation. Because the Bible says that many died in faith. And they didn't see the promise. But the next generation saw it. So the seed of your faith is foundational. And so what God is saying is that we have to shift our mindset about saying we have faith. Because we can say we have faith and then when we don't see the thing happening in our midst, in our time, in our way, we get frustrated. We get disgusted. We start saying, God, I knew this wasn't going to happen. I knew I wasn't going to get approved for that. I, I knew that this house wasn't going to come to pass. I knew that this vision wasn't going to go. Well, God is saying, wait a minute now. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What is God saying? A double mind, a double spirit. Having two spirit, two different spirits. You can't have the Holy Spirit and then have the spirit of doubt. You, you can't function because one has to be Lord. God says I don't share my lordship with anyone so he says listen a double minded man a man with two different spiritual viewpoints a man looking in the north and in south at the same time you can't do it God said you either got to look to heaven and believe that heaven causes your faith to bring manifestation or you gonna look and lean towards hellaciousness and then your promise not gonna come to pass because now you ally with the enemy by way of doubt so we have to be mindful that we're not double-minded when it comes to faith. We have to confess there is the manifestation of faith. There's an essence to my faith. I can't just say I have faith and I don't want to know what my faith is made of. Oh my goodness. So the woman at the well, she had newfound faith. She represented those with newfound faith. And then watch this. I like 
this because what Jesus says is this. He says she had an unbiased approach to faith. Oh my goodness. See, when you don't know nothing, you can't really have an opinion about it. And that's why sometimes when you see a newfound babe in Christ, they're so excited, they're elated, and they're overjoyed, and they're telling everybody that Jesus loved them. And I, I like the well experience when it comes to manifested faith because this woman had an unbiased position. She came in biased because she was looking at cultural differences. She was looking at the fact that Jesus was at a well and he was not a Samaritan and he was a Jew and what Samaria and Judaism didn't have anything to do with one another. So she came in biased but when God gives you a newfound revelation of his love when she sat with Christ and she began to talk to him and she sucked with him she understood that this newfound faith will change your biasness to unbiased. Oh my goodness. You want to know if you've really been transformed by God? You move from being biased. I can't deal with that one. I can only talk to people in my race. I can only deal with people that speak in tongues. I can only deal with people that speak in tongues Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I mean, come on. We got to get rid of the isms if we're going to see fate manifested. And it starts by allowing God to transform you from biased to unbiased. You can have biased level faith. And that means I only believe and deal with what's like me. Or I only feel comfortable in settings like me. But God said, you're going to have to be like Abram. You're going to have to get out of the familiar place. You're going to have to get out of familiar territory. Whether you've been walking with God for a day or you've been walking with him for 20 years, I came to tell you there's a point that your biasness is going to have to sit in the face of a newfound unbiased fate walk to see manifestation. So she was unbiased and then she was uneducated. She, she didn't really know the Torah. She didn't understand the law. She didn't, but she called one concept relationship. And this is what I say to those that have faith in God and you're believing for manifestation. Sometimes you're not going to know the ins and outs of things, but God will impart you with wisdom from the Holy Spirit. He will impart you with the knowledge that you needed. He told Abram, Abram, get thee out of thy father's country. But when God gave the commandment for Abram to move, he also gave the instruction and he gave it, watch this, not in Abram's time, but he gave it in godly time. He gave it in the Kairos time. He gave it in the critical timing of God. Believers, stop wigging out when God gives you an assignment and it feels like he only gave you a portion of the assignment. He said, I have higher ways than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. It's different. God thinks from a God level. We're created from a flesh level. God said, listen, you're the creation. I'm the creator. So if he's the creator and he created you, why would he let you fail? Why would he send you out half covered, half equipped? Saints, if we're going to have manifested faith, one of the key ingredients is patience and understanding and wisdom. But it has to be godly patience. It has to be godly wisdom. And the Bible says that the trying of your faith works patience. So we can't say we don't want the trial, but we want the patience. We can't say we want the manifestation of faith, but we don't want the patience. It works hand in hand. So the woman, she, she was uneducated, but Christ 
gave her just what she needed. And watch this. She was uneducated to the way of God, but she was educated to systematic living. She had a system in place. And a lot of times in the church today, we have systems in place. And God said, I'm coming to break up that systematic method of thinking things through and the formulas that you, you know, I used to say that my brain was a computer and I, I would hash it out and think it out. And God said, I'm not even doing it that way. And I'm not even doing it on the day that you thought I was going to do it. And I'm definitely not going to do it in the time that you thought I was going to do it. So God is saying you have to be mindful. Yes, you should have order. But when you have order, it should be godly order. When you believe in God in this supernatural realm of faith, you've got to be willing to forego systematic type humanistic based thinking. You got to have godly wisdom. You got to rely on godly knowledge. Oh, Paul said, not I, never, nevertheless, not I, but the Christ that lives in me. You got to allow the Christ in you to breathe, to live, to flow, to produce evidence. That's the manifestation that God is talking about. So, I love this. And God said, what happened? This woman was literally birthed out of the belly of raw faith. She did not plan on meeting Christ. She didn't plan on meeting anybody because she went to the well at a different time. She didn't have a written out 10-page document. She didn't have a, a manifesto written out that on this day I'm going to meet Jesus and then I'm going to... No, 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 no. She had raw, unfiltered faith. That had to be developed. And for some of us that are forerunners. For some of us that are leaders. Moms. Wives. Anything. You name it. You're not going to tell me or make me believe. That there's not a foundational moment with God and you. When it comes to this next realm of faith. God will take you to the supernatural realm. But when you arrive in the supernatural realm of God. You cannot rely on your humanness. You cannot rely on your own flesh. You can't rely on your own tradition. The woman at the well couldn't rely on her own cultural teaching. She had to forego that. And what I loved about God when he dealt with Abram and he dealt with the woman at the well, there was something very similar. He did not mute them out the conversation, but he set the order. And the mandate that he was the superior voice in the situation. Believer, when you're expecting your faith to manifest and produce, you've got to know God's voice reigns supreme. He is the final authority. You've got to make up in your mind that the word is the final authority. The rhema from God, the revelation from God is the final authority. So the woman she had to do the removal of traditions and customs. What do you believe in God for? And God said, you got to get rid of the old way you're doing it first. You, you got to let it go. You got to cut it off. The woman said, okay, I'm done coming to the well in, in the sixth hour. I, I got to go out and go tell someone. She had to remove her mindset. And so did Abram. Of the traditions and the customs and things that were contrary to the kingdom. John the Baptist faced the same thing. Most of his battles was against the religious sect that had set in place that this was the law. This was the way. And John said, no, relationship is now the way. Relationship is the way. Oh my goodness. And then 
There has to be instruction. Whenever there's manifestation in your faith, you better believe God's going to pull you into a time of fasting. He's going to pull you into a time of praying. There may be sometimes that he will isolate you and it's okay, but he will speak to you the instruction because this manifestation, remember I said it doesn't just affect you. It affects generations. It affects the the kingdom overall. So God said, I've got to instruct you. I've got to speak with you. So to the one that's wigging out saying, God, I know I have faith and I'm believing, but I, I don't hear you. I don't, I think I missed you. God says, sit tight, hold tight. I will send instruction. I will speak to you. I will show you the way in which you should go. Oh my goodness. And then watch this. The position that we take when we're waiting on faith to manifest is very key. We must have a posture of prayer. We must have the posture of prayer. Sometimes the enemy will pump you up and, and you got to watch the enemy because he's sneaky. We get puffed up and we're like, whoo, I'm radical. I have faith and my faith is unshakable. It's immovable. I'm steadfast. I'm always abounding in the work of the Lord. And that is fine. And that is awesome. We should do that but can i tell you something believer you have to be mindful that even in the midst of that that you don't take on an arrogant posture but you take on a posture of prayer because the enemy will pump you up with vanity he will give you a false sense of security the devil is very strategic even when you're trying to do the work and the will of God, he says, let me see how I can use that and flip that for my good. Let me see if I can put some pride in there. Let me see if I can put some doubt in there. Let me see if I can throw some contention against them or some strife. Let me see if I can throw a character attack in there. So you got to be careful and you got to maintain a posture of prayer when you're believing God for the manifestation. And then, oh my goodness, the bowing that we do, it's not just in the natural. We don't do it to bow before men. We don't do it to be eye pleasing. We bow spiritually before God. We're in a submitted, a humble position. And then we got to be comfortable and secure in the message that God gives us concerning the manifestation. And we've got to be secure in the root of the message, meaning the messenger. We've got to be secure in the fact that God is all knowing. He's ever present. He's all powerful. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. We could ever ask, think, or imagine by the power of God that at work in us we've got to believe beyond belief and we've got to hope against all hope that in no matter what situation like Paul said we have to know how to be abased and abound but we must believe in the sovereignty and the supernatural nature of God and then my last point even if it requires faith buildings building in us don't faint in the process even if god is taking you to a new place don't faint in the process hold on to the promises and the purpose and remember your tenacity is in the hand of god god is building a tenacious church he's building a tenacious kingdom he's making you a tenacious wife and mama a, a tenacious pastor a tenacious leader a tenacious business owner i declare that over the airways god is releasing tenacity to the body today and then we have to always remember that it's his lordship. We have leadership, but he has lordship. And that's a difference that we have to hold on to. So remember the three people that I talked about today. I pray that this blessed you. I'm going to pray right now. And I, of course, I invite you out to Family of Love International Christian Center. I'm under the leadership of Apostle Tony Luckett Sr. And we're at 15955 West Hardy Road. 
Suite 206, Houston, Texas, 77060. Stop by this Sunday. We're in revival. That's right. We're calling it a Sunday morning revival and family of love. It's not an event. It's an experience of a lifetime. We believe that God is calling the church into a revived state. Father, we thank you today for the word that has gone forth. We pray for every listener that's been listening by way of the airwave and by way of Facebook Live. God, we call forth your mighty and powerful hand. Father, we thank you that our faith is now producing. It's now manifesting. And in this manifestation, we thank you for supernatural coverage. We thank you that the angels of the Lord are on assignment. We thank you now, God, that the gateways are guarded. We thank you that our eye gates and our ear gates and our hearts are guarded as we stand and wait on the manifestation of your promise. Father, we call salvation to all men. We call deliverance and healing. Father, we call that there is a release of wealth into the kingdom, into the hands of the believers, God. And we call that when you call us to move and you give us the creative ideas to do these things, we will not stumble. We will not fall. We give your name praise. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Remember, there's power to live. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning into There's Power to Live with Prophetess Valencia B. Lovett. We pray that the broadcast blessed you and helped to propel you to your God-ordained destiny. We look forward to being able to stay connected with you. You can email vbluckettministries at gmail.com or call 346-800-7915. We love connecting via social media. If you are on Facebook, search VBL Ministries. And if you are on Twitter, follow Prophetess Luckett at Pastor V. Luckett. Like and subscribe to get access to more broadcasts, life-changing posts, and to see where VBL Ministries will be traveling to next. Until the next broadcast, remember, there's power to live.